Hey there, welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. As always, my name is Brent Terhune. Coming up, uh, I have a bunch of live shows, brentcomedy.com for those tour dates. The big one you need to know about is December 19th at Zany's in Nashville. It's Ryan D. Miller and myself. We're recording a comedy special. It's two shows in case we mess up one, and I probably will. But uh, December 19th, tickets at uh, zanies.com or my website, brentcomedy.com. But enough of that bullshit. Let's get to the the real uh, topic at hand uh, with Mr. Gavin Eddings. Hey, what's going on, Brent? Glad to be back. It's time to get to the reason of the season, and that yeah. is torturing burglars <laughs> in your home. You know I'm on my bullshit this one, Gavin. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm so glad. When you said, Gavin, let's do an episode about Home Alone, I was like, yeah, we're doing Home Alone. Because I mainly primarily do like horror content for Gavin Loves Horror, my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But this is like a children's horror movie. There's a lot of torture there's a lot of this is the probably one of the most violent children's movies or family movies that you can just watch with your with your family like you can't put on texas chainsaw massacre with with the family they'll be like this is too (laughs) violent but for some reason you can watch two criminals get hit in the face with paint cans and not die and they're like this is this is what family fun is all about this is saw with like a (laughs) seven-year-old He's like, do you want to play a game? And they're like, you're scared of the dark, Marv. Are you, have you had enough? Are you thirsty for more? Like, yeah. he is John Kramer. He uh, is yeah. Jigsaw. Look what you made me do, you little jerk. <laughs> uh, but if you can't tell, we're, we're watching Home Alone. And I, I mean, we've already watched it. You don't have to watch along with us, but we're going to talk about it. So if you haven't seen Home Alone, I don't know what you're doing. This is I feel like this is a staple of movies. It's 31 years. You've had 31 years to watch one of the best Christmas movies of all time. And it's also, it's a, it's a seasonal movie. Like, like, you know, Forrest Gump, there's no Forrest Gump season, but you should have seen Forrest Gump by now. But Christmas movies, you name it after a holiday or whatever, you're going to watch it every year. Like you can't turn on Freeform or Disney Plus or any of these streams. You, you cannot turn anything on without catching at least a glimpse of home alone on one of the family channels like it's always being played during the entire month of november and december you you have to actively avoid home alone if you don't want to see it yeah and home alone too and uh they had just had a new home alone out gavin uh, home, whatever it's called i don't know uh, i think it's called home sweet home alone i have not watched it yet it, it just dropped on disney plus a mm-hmm. few weeks ago i have not watched it yet i've heard it's okay um it's not uh, an abomination of any sort so that's always nice it's uh i'm i can't wait to watch it and get mad because i didn't like a movie that's not for me (laughs) (laughs) it's like this isn't everything this children's movie is not catering to my 34 year old (laughs) sensibilities how dare you disney i also can't wait for the uh the sequel of that is home sweet home alone alabama starring (laughs) reese witherspoon taking out and, two criminals and leonard skinner is there the <laughs> whole time true. just playing in the background turn it up <laughs> uh yeah so and then uh, a staple in my house was home alone three and i guess it was a staple because it was always on but i i like that one too i've never seen past home alone two 
Yeah, I, I think at this point you don't need to, but it was like right in, you know, I, I remember my grandpa like having VHS TV copied copies of Home Alone. So I remember those, but then Home Alone 3 came out in the theater and I remember going to see it, but then it was on all those channels again. So I like yeah, that. that but what, again, that's, that's half nostalgia. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I've heard that it's not as bad as people say it is because some sequels are just trash like all the time. But I've heard Home Alone 3 is actually pretty watchable. I think they made a Home Alone 4 before Home Sweet Home Alone. I heard that one is like really bad. Let me see if that, let me give that a Google and see if that's a movie. <laughs> am Alone. I just making, am I writing fan fiction again? I was like, <laughs> I, my unproduced script for Home Alone 4. Oh, Taking Back the House and it had a French Stewart in it. <laughs> it, even as like I, I that came out in 2002 and i was like that's got to be garbage and i wasn't even like a i was still a kid <laughs> that's when like, i was over it you were you you were 13 you're like i'm too busy with this bakugan i don't have time <laughs> for home sweet i don't have time for home alone four it, it was a made for television christmas movie uh that aired on abc so yeah so see, anytime a franchise begins, anytime, especially Christmas movies, anytime a Christmas movie makes a direct-to-TV sequel, like the worst offender of this is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, where it's just mm. like Eddie on the island. It's not good. Like once you jump that shark, there's no going back. So to see Disney overcome this and make Home Sweet Home Alone is actually very, uh, very, very brave. I don't use the word brave very often. <laughs> But this multi-billion dollar corporation was brave in making this uh, holiday fluff. There's uh, soldiers protecting our freedom and home sweet home alone. Brave. <laughs> and I salute both of those right now. <laughs> you gotta, uh, if you gotta wonder now, giving if COVID haven't happened and maybe that they would still have Disney Plus. But I wonder if like, did it get released in theaters? The home sweet home alone, or was that straight to it Disney? It did Plus? not. It, it was created okay. Disney Plus, and I'm not. I think it may have been created just for Disney Plus. I don't think okay. it was going to have a theatrical release. Uh, well, let's jump into Home Alone. What are your initial thoughts, Gavin? I, I, I'm asking you about a movie you've seen probably no less than 15 times. Oh, I probably more close closer to 50 to 100 times. This okay, is, yeah. Th this is a staple in the Eddings household. Like there, are, every year we would watch Home Alone. That was kind of like our Christmas movie that we would watch together as a family. Either it be on Thanksgiving night or during the actual month of December. Some people watch A Christmas Story. We watched Home Alone. Mm -hmm. And it's just really fun. And, and we can quote all the lines. I love Home Alone. I think it's an absolute classic. I think it's funny. A lot of the jokes still hold up. And when you watch it as an adult, you notice things that you didn't catch the first time. Like for uh, watching it as a kid, you don't notice that they throw Kevin's passport away when everything gets spilled. So it's like, it makes sense on why they, why they just abandoned their child and why nobody figured <laughs> out that he was missing until they were halfway through a flight to Paris. Yeah. To France. Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff where, and maybe it was like stuff that it was such a background movie that I wasn't really paying attention, but just the uh, the running gag of them hitting whatever the statue is out front. I knew the yes. pizza guy did, but I forgot that the airport people did <laughs> and somebody else did. Like it was set, like such little fun running gags. I'm surprised 
surprised that the statue didn't do more damage to the cars because that thing is solid. <laughs> that yeah. is a metal statue. Like everybody's hitting like the airport hits it, the the pizza guy's shitty car hits it twice. Like how is <laughs> how is he how are they not like you really messed up my car with your jockey? Yeah, with your lawn jockey. Um <laughs> So what what do you what do you think Gavin where should we jump in here Just talking about something we've oh, seen a bunch I know well let's jump in for some uh, like we all took no notes for this one thing that I noticed immediately and it always kind of bothered me I never knew which kids belong to which family mm-hmm. I I knew Uncle Frank was there to call Kevin a little jerk and, <laughs> and look what you did you little jerk like no I feel like Kevin is an asshole, but also kind of abused by his entire family. Like yeah. everybody, like Buzz was being a dick with the pizza and nobody reprimanded him at all. They're like, look what you did, Kevin. It's yeah. like, no, he was standing his ground. It was self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> An adult Kevin. called you a, called him a little jerk and nobody else was like, hey, that's a bit harsh. He's a <laughs> Even child. Like his mother and father are sitting right there and, though, and they're like, hey, hey, Frank, calm down. They're like, nah, this kid sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I would like, you're not wrong with Kevin. Like he's, he's an asshole a little bit, but also like he does wish to just be alone. Of course he gets it. He's like, I, and when he's like, I I wish I had, I wish I was alone in my head. I'm like, that doesn't sound too bad. (laughs) I know he just wants to be left alone. And honestly, he doesn't want to be left alone. He just wanted a cheese pizza and a little goddamn respect. That's all he needed. He had been on the trip to Paris. He would have been fine had he just gotten a cheese pizza. But that is the butterfly wings flapping that led to the hurricane across the way. Just that cheese pizza was the catalyst for all of this. And uh, yeah, it's so so weird that this kid just wants a cheese pizza. And also, I counted they ordered ten pizzas, and the total was like a hundred and twenty something, but for fifteen did, people. And they only ordered one cheese pizza that somehow Buzz had eaten all of. By the time it took him to walk into the kitchen, like was he is he the Joey Chestnut of pizza <laughs> eating, or he just like dunking it in water and in, in, in inhaling a whole pizza? <laughs> I also, <laughs> I like that uh, just Buzz fake throwing up food because that is, that's a, such a like older brother thing to be like, oh, I'm going to throw up. And, um, and it pops the kids, like, like the kids pop for that. They're like, yeah, he's fake throwing up. And then he gets hit by Kevin. And then somehow it's Kevin's fault mm-hmm. that everything was ruined. I went back to... Well, my original thought was I could never tell which family was Kevin's like how many, but I guess that they have like five kids. There's five. Cause they all look different. Yeah. They all. So. Except for the, like his cousin who is clearly his brother. Yeah. Uh, whatever it's, uh, it's what Kieran Culkin. Yeah. And that, that, that's fuller. Fuller. Uh, yeah. It was clearly like, Oh, that's his cousin. But I'm, you're like, come on. We all know that they're brothers, but yeah. In real I life. Also- I also noticed that Uncle Frank and his wife, like they're older. So, so Fuller was born like maybe a forties baby because yeah. they look to be well into their fifties. So they must've been like a miracle child. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, that the scene with Kevin, like uh, hitting buzz or whatever he does, I can relate so much because uh, my brother thinks we're bringing him up. 
he, he passed away, didn't he? He passed yeah, he's, away. He's no longer, uh, you know, you know, the opposite of alive. <laughs> he's dead. Um, that one Christmas I was sitting in a chair and he was behind me and he wasn't really like punching me, but it was like the other worst pain in the world is just like taking one hair and pulling it out of my head, just Oof. one. And I just had had enough and I got up and I, I kicked him in the balls <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> what is that Christmas? Yeah, it was Christmas. It was like, <laughs> oh, it was either Christmas or Christmas Eve. This is the big night. And I kicked him in the balls. Just like, this is it. I've had enough, but I did it for the whole family. Uh, and, again, you know, of course, so I got in trouble and he got in trouble. And then we looked at uh, Christmas lights until Christmas, Santa came. <laughs> <laughs> and then you so. got sent to the attic and he got sent to the basement and then they left for Paris the next day. That's true that my parents somehow managed to, aff- my parents couldn't afford to bring a family of four to Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> let alone, uh, you know, Paris. That's my other, that was my other thing is like, there's 15 people and somebody's foot in the bill to go to Paris and like four of these people are first class. Yeah. Well, you, you and I are big Sopranos fans. You know how Kevin's dad is getting that money. He's on Tony's payroll. Yeah. He's a Vic. uh, I can't remember McKayzian or whatever. He's the dirty cop. Yeah. He's the dirty cop that gets caught in the Hua house. (laughs) But that's been a big debate among home alone fans, fanatics. Mm-hmm. We're called aloners uh, <laughs> in the community. Uh, is what does Kevin's dad do where he can pay for all these people to go to Paris, first class tickets, also afford that house? Like he, mm-hmm. there's speculation that he could have mob ties or that he has like a super boring job that just makes a lot of money. Well, then you also put it together that Joe Pesci said like half the mob movies. And then you're like, maybe he is a connected guy. He is a, yeah. Uh, if you look in the back of Goodfellas, in the background of Goodfellas, you can see uh, Kevin McAllister's dad doing a hit on somebody. So that it, it all ties together. It's part of the Goodfellas universe uh, where they all kind of tie together. Yeah. Are you are you ready for more, you little jerk? That's what he said. <laughs> uh, so uh, Home Alone came out in 1990, and I got to Google something. Uh, when did Goodfellas come out? And I think... I think they came out the the same same year. year. So what a big year, September, 1990, Goodfellas comes out and then you get uh, home alone, Joe Pesci. Wow. What a huge year, huge year for the Pesh, like a huge year. And he's basically playing the same character in both movies. Only he has to be PG in home alone. But you, you tell me that Goodfellas, Joe Pesci, isn't the same character trying to break into the McAllister home. (laughs) Well, uh, that was one of the facts I found was that Joe Pesci would accidentally swear because <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite parts of Home Alone is the fake swearing. Fritcher, frickin', Fritcher, Fritcher, like, and I guess one of them, like uh, uh, Christopher Columbus, the director, not the, the explorer, was like, oh, oh, you know, don't say fuck, say fridge. So that's where you get all the fake, sw- you get a lot of fake swearing in Home Alone and in a Christmas story, when Ralphie's kicking the bully's ass, <laughs> you get a lot of fake swearing with Christmas movies. But the, what it like to come off playing this gangster that says fuck all the time. What am I funny? Funny how? And then just be like, all right, don't swear. 
but still <laughs> take a paint can to the face. You know what we need as an as ongoing joke, we need Rob Zombie's Home Alone, where we, just had, <laughs> where we had more swearing. You fucking little shit. Yeah. I'm going to come in there. The silver fucking tuna, Marv. Yeah. You, <laughs> you fucking little jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bite off all. I'm gonna bite off all your your finger ass licking hand fingers. I'm gonna bite them all off. I can't believe Catherine O'Hara was replaced by Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> That's how she screams it when she. Come on, go to bed, poopy pants. Um. Yeah. Just. Uh, I don't know. Like I. I have more notes. The power goes out, and that's. Like in the, that's why they're late, but that's that's never going to be an excuse anymore. I know we all have our cell phones, so they would set phone alarms, but mm -hmm. they yeah, their alarms going off and they're they're woken up by the fucking airport people who they would have left. The airport people would have left. They got shit to do. They're not waiting yeah. for this family all day. And uh, another land, they've all got landlines. This is a movie that's solved with cell phones. Yes, you set your alarm on your cell phone. You can just call Kevin. Kevin, he's eight in this movie. He would have at least like a Go phone. He mm -hmm. would have some sort of prepaid phone. They could be like, Kevin, are you okay? All right, we're just gonna we'll run our way back. Go to a neighbor's house. You're gonna be fine. Cell phones solve this movie completely. There are like it's every horror movie and Home Alone is solved by cell phones, but. There's somebody watching this movie this year that's like, why didn't they just use the cell phone? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the parents have to, have to explain, you know. Then you have to ask your 13-year-old niece to kindly leave the room and fuck off. Be like, <laughs> yeah. because we didn't always have this. Well, why didn't yeah. they just update their Facebook status? Why didn't they send them on Facebook and say, I'm home yeah. alone? Because it wasn't out yet, Darcy. Why didn't they drop in with Alexa? It wasn't <laughs> around. <laughs> Also, I can appreciate uh, Kevin going through Buzz's stuff because uh, that's exactly what I did with my brother. And I found pretty much the same stuff. Maybe not the candy, but I found the firecrackers. I found the Playboys, which there's no way the first thing that he finds in that chest is the Playboy on top. That's not happening. <laughs> like That is under a false bottom of a drawer somewhere. It yeah. is between a mattress. It is in the wall hiding safely where no one can find it. You, you don't yeah. put that on top. No, that is not the first thing you reach for. Because if it was, it wouldn't be there by either the dad getting it or Kevin or any other cousins. Or any of the other 15 members of this family that are currently residing in this home. Uh, this sounds terrible to be around that many people. I know. I just like, I understand why Kevin wanted to be left alone because that's so many cousins. So there it's constantly like, there's no rules when you're around your family. Like they can roast you harder than anybody else. Mm -hmm. As we saw when like his uncles called him a little jerk, like <laughs> you just know, look what you did. Like that stands out to me. Me and my sister still say that to each other. Uh, mm -hmm. Unprompted around the holidays. Like, look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> and now we're, and now she has kids. She has two kids. She has a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. And now we're saying it to them. We're like, Hey, Ivy, come here. Look what you did, you little jerk. And she has no context. She has no context. So she is thinks we're being addicted. Her. And then you're going to have to explain to her why they didn't use cell phones. And <laughs> Listen, Ivy, I know you're only three. Facebook wasn't around yet. You're going to learn about Facebook and Instagram. And maybe by the time you're old enough, we'll have something else completely. They didn't have cell phones like your mom and dad. So that's why they needed to rely on a digital alarm clock. Yeah. 
Oh, and also the flight leaves in 45 minutes. So we're going to get 14 people through security, <laughs> which wasn't, you know, I'm sure there was security back then. But if you told me the flight leaves in 45 minutes and I'm still at home, there's no <laughs> way I'm making that flight. I can't take my shoes off to go through security in 45 minutes. Like that's a whole hour long process right there. I can get one shoe off in 45 minutes, but two, there's no way. No, thank you. <laughs> I, looks like we're not going to France. <laughs> just run through the airport and walk right up to the gate no way no way they they didn't check them they didn't want them they're like they barely showed them tickets like did the flight leave yet leave yet and the lady's like no you just made it like okay strangers get yeah. on this plane sit wherever <laughs> <laughs> just yeah just find wherever is available running is like one of the only like out of the normal behaviors you can do in an airport and nobody thinks twice Oh yeah, because you've got to get to that gate because they're they're flying. Yeah, like, but you know who else runs, Gavin? Terrorist. <laughs> you're you're right, but you 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 know what doesn't run? Uh, these colors. These colors. <laughs> and me. But, uh, how do we feel about the the wet bandits? The wet bandits, I feel, are a very good duo. Mm -hmm. I like that they had a gimmick. They, had, they, they really lived the gimmick where they like to leave the water running on in the houses that they robbed, which yeah. by, the, by the movie, terrible way to do because it lets you connect all your crimes. It's like the Joker leaving a playing card, but the Joker's much better at crime <laughs> yeah. than, than the Wet Bandits. It's, uh, I just love the chemistry. And I think, you know, I underrated Daniel Stern as uh as Marv, I just think it's they're both so funny, and some of the biggest laughs from the movie just come from them. I my my go to is you're scared of the dark, Marv, and like just uh, you're an adult man that's scared. I say that all the time, and nobody gets what I'm talking about, but I still say it. One of my favorite lines um, is when they're like, "He's gonna call the police from a treehouse." <laughs> that that made me laugh every time. From a treehouse, you idiot. <laughs> But I think the wet bandits are really, really fun. I do wonder though what they're motivated because they they rob some houses, but I never see them like getting they still look like shit and they're really poor. So I, I don't know what they're doing. They're just like they rob the one house, but it's but they spend too much time just like fucking around with the Christmas gifts. With yeah, and then like uh Marv is just like taking whatever and sweeping a shelf. I'm like, that's that's like a wooden angel you would get at Goodwill. That's not <laughs> About and making also, the loudest if, goddamn noise possible. If you want us, if you want to sell this stuff, maybe don't sweep it into a bag with a crowbar. All yeah. that shit is breakable. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, wh why do you have to get into Kevin's house? The whole block, it seems like, is just full yes. of empty houses. But they are irrationally obsessed with this one house. Just like, that's it, mom. That's the Silva Tuna, which is a phrase that doesn't exist. Nobody has ever said that before or after Home Alone. That's the one. That's the Silva Tuna. <laughs> yeah, your mom didn't say the Silver Tuna your whole childhood? She did not. She was not like Gavin. You got to go to that school. That school's the Silver Tuna. Yeah, he's the maybe the Big Kahuna, but never the Silver Tuna. <laughs> um, I ha I have a list of the traps in this movie. Um, that make me laugh. The water on the steps. Then you got the micro machines. 
which I was my one of my favorite toys was Micro Machines. Um, what they did with home, what they did with Home Alone and Home Alone Two is they used different toys as traps as a way to also sell toys. Mm-hmm. Like in Home Alone One, it's Micro Machines. Like they say Micro Machines by name. Like his dad's like. Hey, you got to go pick up those micro machines brought to you yeah. by micro machine. Any other time they'd be like, you need to go get your toy cars. <laughs> but they're like, no micro machines while they hold a Pepsi can with the label out <laughs> in the same frame. Yeah. But, and then in home alone Two, the talk boy, which yeah. I, God which damn, I, I wanted one of those so bad. I did too. Then they had a talk girl. It was pink. Cause we had to gender our toys. <laughs> this is what <laughs> girls say. They say stuff like, let me go bake a pie. <laughs> oh like, no, is that my period? Heavy flow time. And then but Kevin's was like, like, I gotta go to work and support this family. <laughs> Gonna take a big old shit. <laughs> you know, men be shitting. <laughs> <laughs> men be shitting, women be shopping. <laughs> uh, they had micro machines, uh, tar on the steps, paint cans. Well, I want to talk about that one. Feathers, a BB gun. Again, Christmas movies and BB guns. Uh, the heated door handle and iron to the face uh, um, uh, nail on the steps, which is, I think is the most cringy one. Yeah. Cause that's the one nail. that, cause, cause that's the one that you can realistically encounter in your life. I have stepped on a nail before. It is not fun. It wasn't barefoot and I wasn't trying to break into a child's house, yeah. but, but it has happened to me. I was going to say, did you step on it? A barefoot that's i think that's the defining thing where like only daniel stern and jesus can relate to a nail to the feet <laughs> the perfect jesus reference for our christmas episode hey it is the season praise be i will say what's so upsetting about the nail is just how kind of gruesome it is for a kid's movie where it's like you see the nail go into his foot like it's not squirting out gore like a tarantino movie but you still like watch it happen and you're like this Mm -hmm. is horrible that's uh even if you just screenshot that part and post it on the internet people would be like stop posting this (laughs) is in my head like i don't know what meme it was but somebody posted it was somebody like with their mouth open their teeth but they had a a fingernail clipper on the tooth oh oh no i know right that's the same where you're like don't do no don't even like joke about that yeah that sounds (laughs) awful yeah that's the kind of feeling i get when i see just his foot right above that nail but what's crazy is they also like they destroy marv's feet or harry's um is, Marv, yeah, yeah, Marv. They destroy Marv's feet, and I was w- watching it with uh, my girlfriend Stephanie, and I was like, so many of Kevin's traps are contingent on them getting stuck in the trap previously. If Marv doesn't go in through the basement and take his shoes off because of the tar, then when he goes into the window to step on ornaments, like mm-hmm. if he has his shoes on, there's nothing. But there's such a methodical psychopathy to all of Kevin's actions where it's very well planned out where he is a dangerous human being. Yeah. Well, even like the scene where they're pulling up and after dark and the, the whole living room is dancing. Like he's got, Mm -hmm. I don't know where, I don't know where this family gets all the mannequins from. (laughs) (laughs) 
then a whole bunch of Maybe. shit in the basement. But like this kid is not clearly one is just on a train who crab walks across the <laughs> living room. If you're the wet bandits, you're like, why is that man? <laughs> what is that man just keeps going in the same <laughs> pattern? What is he doing? Is he so drunk? Why is he as tall as Michael Jordan? Yeah. What is this? Uh, so that like that's the kind of stuff where you're like okay this is a kids movie but also i just enjoy it as an adult you know yeah like when he's sledding down the steps and he goes out the front door that doesn't line up like (laughs) he would hit the wall yeah he's gonna break his neck but maybe he like hard turned it real fast but yeah it doesn't line up at all but it's a kids movie and it looks like a lot of fun and what kid hasn't wanted to do that uh and when kids do do it they break their arms yeah, I wonder how many copycats are like, oh, I'm going to sled down the steps. <laughs> Can I tell you which scene gives me the most anxiety in the entire movie? Um, it's like- I'm trying to guess. Um, go ahead. Okay, I, I can't think of one. I, I wanted to guess, but you go ahead. Okay, it's nothing with like injuries or traps. It is the scene where he's in the store trying to buy the toothbrush mm-hmm. and the South Bend shovel slayer. Yeah. There. And he gets scared. He starts walking away. And the old lady goes, no, son, you can pay for that here. Son, you have to pay for that toothbrush. The anxiety I get watching him unintentionally shoplift and get chased by police for a crime he's not admitting to, he's not trying to commit, makes me so unsettled for some reason. I have no idea why. I think it's because I'm afraid of getting in trouble in like Mm -hmm. public places. So it comes from that kind of place. But when they're like, no, sir, you have to pay for that. Like he could have just been putting it back on the shelf also. (laughs) Like she doesn't, she's trying to make him, but she's trying to, she's always be closing on that toothbrush sale. Yeah, let's chase down this thing that's worth a dollar 50. And it's not approved by the American Dental Association. Well, that's the thing is I I like that that he goes, hey, is this ADA approved? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, can you find out? And then he's like, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to steal it. Because you know what, you know what thieves care about, Gavin, is ADA approval. <laughs> like that doesn't line important. up at all. <laughs> but yeah, just that whole scene where she's like, no, so you have to pay for this. No, mm-hmm. son, come back here. And like, Jimmy, get that boy. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, shoplifter. Like, and then he slides for what seems forever on the ice. Yeah. I got to say that uh, Macaulay Culkin. That lot of when I see like at a children's performances, I'm like, this kid sucks. I hate him. I think he does such a good job in this movie. He is so genuine in everything he does. And a lot of what Macaulay Culkin performs in this movie, he does by himself a lot of like he's he's alone. He has mm-hmm. to just talk to himself or the camera. He does a lot of like monologuing. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a really he's a he was a really good child actor. Mm-hmm. Um he, he's a good adult actor. He was on the latest season of American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah. And he was like really good in that. He's in a movie called Party Monster, which is really underrated and super good. Um he had he had some troubles there obviously in, in his teens and early most adulthood. most kids that are given millions of dollars as a kid child actors it they do you know yeah because it's it's too much it's too much power yeah it's i guarantee you after home alone 2 came out macaulay culkin could have told his handlers i want that person dead and that person would have been murdered because that's how much power macaulay culkin had in the early 90s but we all know he's so humble that he would have done it himself with paint cans (laughs) from the steps (laughs) he would have been like remember that movie now let's do it for real my God, the paint cans from the steps, like you just would be dead. Yes. So have you ever seen the horror movie Better Watch Out? 
No, I haven't. I've heard good things about it. It's a very disturbing movie. It's set around the holidays. And one of the big set pieces is one of the characters does the paint can scene. And it has a very realistic outcome where it kills the person, paint and blood goes everywhere. And it's a very disturbing horror movie. It was on streaming for a while. It might still be on Amazon Prime, but it's a more recent horror movie. But yeah, they they did it for real, quote unquote, for real in that movie. And it killed somebody, which mm-hmm. is what would happen if you get hit with a full paint can swinging at you from a staircase. <laughs> My God, like like when you watch it as a kid, you're like, oh, this is funny. But as an adult, you're like, man, you, this kid just committed murder like twice. Yeah, like it's, I know stand your ground and they are trying to get into his home, but I think at some point they'd be like, this was excessive. This was yeah. premeditated. It's, it's at <laughs> least manslaughter. <laughs> like it's gotta be something. And you know, today that it would be Legos on the floor. They would have, to, they wouldn't do micro machines. They would say Legos. <laughs> These are Legos on the floor. Oh my, <laughs> go pick up your Lego Harry Potter set, Kevin. <laughs> something everybody can relate to stepping on a Lego. Oh man. Or Christmas ornaments. Oh, it's so so funny. But that's like that seems like a hey, uh, my name's Harry uh, whatever. My name's Daniel Stern. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> and then he just walks across Christmas ornaments. Ugh. So one of part of Home Alone's legacy too is not just how good Home Alone is, but how iconic the movie within a movie, the angels with yep. filthy souls, that is not a real movie. Mm-hmm. I, I found that out. It's it was it was just made by this crazy, scary actor man in in the movie, and it's so iconic. Like keep the change of filthy animal, mm-hmm. um, Merry Christmas, all this. Like One, I guess Merry Christmas two, ten. <laughs> with the with the Tommy gun, like it's <laughs> Batman the animated series. <laughs> And that has become almost as the the lines from this fake movie have almost become as iconic as some of the stuff in Home Alone itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, who like uh, who have you been sleeping with? Doesn't he say who you've been sleeping with? I don't remember. That's in Home Alone Two. That's okay, the I've, one. Yeah. Uh, Home Alone One. Oh, God, I've seen these movies too many fucking times. Where I was like, Brent, the fake movie within a movie. It's <laughs> clearly, clearly the second one at at, at time marker fifty three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I remember, go ahead. I just remember that one from the second one because it makes Rob Snyder go, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that uh, the guy in the movie's name Snakes. <laughs> and they're like, it's Snakes. Do we know a Snakes? And I've, <laughs> I've concluded that anybody nicknamed Snake or Snakes is not a good person. <laughs> do we not, look at the Simpsons. Yeah, the Snakes. Like, like nobody's like, oh, yeah, me and my friend Snake are going to go hand out... <laughs> uh turkey dinners to the homeless for thanksgiving it's not gonna happen it's like it's more like me and snake we're gonna go rob the people at the turkey dinner (laughs) we're gonna break into this kid's house while his parents aren't home yeah that's what that the just that movie in general the the movie in the movie is one of my favorite parts because again everybody said merry christmas you filthy animal and we all Mm. watched kevin McAllister lip sync that and that's what we did the rest of our lives. Merry Christmas, you filthy you you can buy so many Christmas sweaters that just say Merry Christmas, you filthy animal mm-hmm. because of Home Alone. One plot hole that's always bothered about Home Alone is they have the little nearest Nero's pizza guy come over and he does the whole thing with the 
with the tape playing it. But this little Nero's pizza man thinks he's being shot at yeah. and doesn't call the police. He just yeah. goes back to work. That's exactly what I wrote. I was like, oh, he doesn't report that there was a shooting on his route. <laughs> and he has no, it wasn't like Kevin tipped him really well. He gave him a 20 cent tip. <laughs> so... Yeah, again, that was uh, leave it on the doorstep. Man, if that predicted uh, the last (laughs) year and a half of COVID was leave it on the doorstep, you filthy animal. (laughs) Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. (laughs) Keep the Um, change. And also uh, the other big plot hole, I think, is, you know, the the South Bend uh, was a slayer. The Um, shovel slayer? Yeah, so he saves Kevin from the from the uh, the, the two bandits what bandits they the get arrested bandits. the wet bandits and then kevin just at his house <laughs> like he's not making a statement nobody's questioning him he just goes to bed yeah nobody's like where are your parents <laughs> like the cops are right there and nobody says anything he all, all kevin others go wow and like mouths the word wow like you still are home by yourself yeah, even and- the old man doesn't do it like you saved him but you're like i'm not gonna babysit i'll hit he's somebody like, with a shovel he's like i gotta go call my son so we can mend fences i guess uh i ain't got, I ain't got time for your bullshit i saved you what more do you want uh and i want uh people to google the, it's a google image uh man praying over bread this uh, painting hung in my aunt's house. Uh, if you pull that up, Gavin, tell me that that is not the South Bend Slayer. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's just, uh, you, I've seen this painting at flea markets. That's the same dude. He steps down out of this painting one night a year to fight the wet bandits. <laughs> and and watch his granddaughter sing at church. And, and sing at church. <laughs> and then uh, he's praying to make up with the son. But if, if you're, you know, listening, man praying over bread, look, Google it, Google search that image. It's the same dude. <laughs> As an adult, just while watching it back, there's so many things that, that bother me for like no reason, aside from like the anxiety from the American Dental Association debacle. <laughs> just watching Kevin. <laughs> also the burglars are like we'll come back at nine o'clock and sure enough as shit they were there at nine o'clock sharp like those are some punctual ass burglars yeah these these guys that uh yeah can't be trusted to do anything else at 9 a.m sharp marv well stephanie pointed out uh because like we'll come back at nine tonight when we know it's dark and stephanie goes it's chicago in the winter it'll be dark at 5 30 why do they have to wait till nine (laughs) Also, that van they were driving uh, was old in the movie. And I still <laughs> see that van today. Like those work vans. They just don't quit. <laughs> they don't. They don't build them like that no more. Everything's been outsourced now. I also, uh, my other favorite quote, which is not a real quote, but he just says, hiya, pal. <laughs> I just they, say that to people all the time. So Then they hang him on a door and get to bite his fingers off. <laughs> What a hardcore escalation. Like, 
for most of the movie, the wet bandits have been pretty nonviolent. Like they're just robbing people, mm-hmm. which is it's still bad. But just to go from zero to like we're gonna rob your house to we're gonna bite off your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Also, that seems like a why don't just cut them off? Why you gotta bite them? Like that seems like it hurt you a little bit. <laughs> no, it seems like a lot of work to have to bite through a child's bones to prove a point. Then you got to do it nine more times. <laughs> Well, one of the facts I found was that uh, uh, Joe Pesci accidentally broke the skin when he bit the fingers of uh, Kevin McAllister. So uh, Macaulay Culkin has a scar from Joe Pesci biting him. How many people can say that? That's a good. I'm sure there's some people in Vegas who also might have that story. (laughs) And (laughs) also, it's it's crazy to think that every full moon, Macaulay Culkin turns into Joe Pesci. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all of a sudden he's like he, he's on a date and he's like you gotta go but why it's a full moon you gotta go but what are you having and he, he's getting shorter and shorter he's like do you, do you think i'm funny like funny how I'm like funny like a clown like oh no oh, funny how <laughs> oh no he's a wear pesci no how am i doing folks <laughs> but the thing that bothers me they come back at nine o'clock, which is exactly when Kevin tries to eat his microwave mac and cheese. And it like strikes nine. He's like, I gotta, I don't even, I don't even get to eat my dinner because I've been too busy planning all these traps. So he's doing these traps on an empty stomach. And the entire time there's just a microwave meal sitting on the table. I don't, it's, it's wasteful is what it is, Gavin. I don't it is like wasteful. it. I don't, I don't like it either. This he's like, he's goes to the grocery store, does all the shopping. And then he's like, hold on. I have a coupon for that. I don't even do that. <laughs> I barely want to do any of that. And I don't clip the coupons. Well, listen, he only has like $25 of Buzz's money. He has to make it last until yeah. forever because his family disappeared. He's like, don't worry, guys. I went to the store with this $25 and bought <laughs> enough food for 15 people. <laughs> I bought the fabric softener and the milk. Whoa, what a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, who says that? What dad says that about his kid? <laughs> Who's just been left? What we haven't touched on, though, is the journey that Catherine O'Hara goes mm-hmm. on to try to get back to her son. She barters, uh, she definitely sells her body at some point. Like I, <laughs> I, like she definitely slept with John Candy to get that ride with Polka Polka Polka. Like there's no doubt in my mind. He got to Polka Polka Polka. <laughs> wow, Do you like that? I set you up for it like a volleyball player and you just spiked it right over. Look Spike. at that. That's mm. we finish each other's sandwich. John Candy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> But I really like the whole thing that she gets. But ultimately, her journey is pointless because she only gets home 10 minutes before everybody else. Had she just waited, she would have gotten there. Like, that's a lot of trouble to get through to beat your family home by 10 minutes from Paris. You know, she's a loving mother. She's willing to do whatever it takes. $500 or whatever she's offering this couple. A pocket translator. And I put just, yeah, I would be like, hey, I'll take it. I'll, t- yeah, I guess I'll stay in France another two days, and making me stay home. in France. <laughs> I guess, uh, and I get to fly home first class with $500, <laughs> your earrings, a fake Rolex, and a pocket translator. Yeah, that's a, that's a good deal. 
yeah, so her trip was for not, but she did get to meet John Candy. So that's good. That is that that is a good time. She got to meet John Candy and sit in the back of a U-Haul truck. Oh God. Just with you know, these guys are on the road, haven't showered, playing polka. They're they're from Kenosha. You know, just <laughs> just ugh, smelling like sausage. <laughs> well oh, it's, they're smelling like sausage, all right. For for sure. Uh <laughs> Without Uncle Buck, there would be no Home Alone because uh, uh, what's his face? Christopher Columbus wrote this movie uh, from seeing uh, or having Macaulay Culkin and uh, Uncle Buck. So I guess it all worked out. Well, John Hughes wrote Home Alone. That's right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to correct you on your own podcast. But no, you're I, right. I, uh, I would. I, I would. Uh, I would be doing everyone a disservice if I just let you be wrong. You <laughs> just so many tweets. I can't believe you let Terhune just skate by. <laughs> How could you? My 700 followers would really have my back, or <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd be at my throat. They'd be they'd like, be "How dare you?" Commenting on a Gavin loves horror on YouTube. Available right now. Be like, I really liked your reaction trailer, but you let Brent Tune slide on that. Who wrote Home Alone? Therefore, I'm unsubscribing. Uh, Home Alone held a record for 25 years. Uh, it made a 17 million dollars in uh, 12,002 theaters, which now today's doesn't seem like anything. I know. Like, I think I personally watched Avengers Endgame that many times in theaters to, to fund that. But yeah, I think, have you, have you ever seen Home Alone? And have you ever got to see Home Alone in theaters? I don't think so. And it, that was, I don't, it's so weird where every, all the old movies were in drive-ins recently, but I don't think any of these drive-ins are open during like cold weather, you know, months. Yeah, I got to see it because uh, back in 2015, they did a 25th anniversary re-release through AMC theaters. So I got to see it in theaters, which was cool. I mean, it's, it's the same movie, but those mm-hmm. paint cans just hit different in Dolby Digital Surround Sound. Yeah, and that, that's uh, that's how you want to see a movie, either at the drive-in especially, or like in the in the theater where you're like, I know this movie, so I'm not I'm not thinking ahead what's going to happen. You can just enjoy it for what mm-hmm. it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, uh, the address of the house is 671 Lincoln Avenue in uh, Winnetica, Illinois, whatever. Either way, if you want to pull a B&E, that's the address <laughs> if, if you want to well, break in. I just saw in the last week or so, I guess the owners are letting somebody stay there for Christmas as an Airbnb for like $25. Yeah, that's which, nuts. That, that is nuts. I don't even know that's too much house like it'll be cool to like be there but then if you're just there by yourself or with a with like a a partner or whatever that's gotta feel like this is just a giant house i don't know was any of the i don't know if you did uh saw all this in any of your notes did they shoot inside the actual house or was it a set they did it was uh so they shot in the the staircase the ground floor landing um and then the five it's five bedrooms the dining room and all of the first floor rooms with the exception of the kitchen were shot on a sound stage so they did use the kitchen in the movie and this the house is worth a, a million and a half dollars Woo, that is an expensive house so i guess go ahead I, I thought it would be i mean a million and a half dollars is a lot of money but you think it'd be more almost. i would have thought too and, and probably just because it is the home alone house you get the yeah 
the Home Alone bump, but I guess uh, I guess <laughs> you you poor people can take comfort in that Home Alone is never going to happen at your house because you don't go on vacation because you can't afford to. <laughs> not only did the, the, not only did like McAllisters, but the entire neighborhood just f's off for christmas but somehow yet are like let's set up all these christmas lights bye (laughs) who puts the lights up to leave (laughs) well some of the houses had christmas presents under there like who puts your christmas gifts out to leave for vacation yeah Yeah, if you're you're going to france that is the present like I don't want to come, I don't want to go on vacation and come home to a high electric bill because I was running lights and extra shit the entire time I was gone. Uh, also, uh, we're going to play the Joe Pesci role was uh, either John Lovitz or Robert De Niro. <laughs> John Lovitz would have been too funny. Like I couldn't take it that seriously. Yeah. And Robert De Niro is too terrifying. I think yeah, yeah. You you offended my partner here a little bit. You offended him, and then he's gonna like, like curb stomp you. Like I, Robert De Niro would have had a gun, and he would have he would have flashed it a lot. Uh, yeah, this movie would have been solved with a cell phone or a gun. <laughs> <laughs> by either party, by either party. The Onion did a really great uh, parody video a few years ago about how <laughs> how Kevin McAllister needed to be firearm trained, and he could have neutralized the threats within moments. I mean, they're, they're not wrong, Gavin. They're not wrong. I mean, he had a BB gun, but that's about it. Uh, and I think it was a Red Rider BB gun, and he, he well, he didn't shoot any eyes out, but uh, he, he tried to shoot Marv's eyes out. He hit him in the yeah. forehead, and he shot Harry in the dick. So. Uh, also, the the I wanted uh, one of my notes: the spider on uh, Marv. One of the best screams in a movie I've ever se- I've ever heard was his scream when the spider's on him. Give him a scream queen award because it is just genuine terror of a spider being on that man's face. Also in the note here, it says, uh, in order to not frighten the spider, Stern had to mime the scream and then add it in later. Oh, I so. wondered how that, I wondered how they, they did that because it's a real spider and you don't want to like scream near any kind of animal because it'll freak them out and it's just me. I do. I scream <laughs> at my cats all the time. <laughs> well, you're a monster. Also, I scream at my cats too. So, so, so it's okay. You get down um, from there. You get down from there. No, you can't go out there. You can't go out. Get back in the house. But yeah, you don't want to scream near a spider because they could bite you or all that stuff. Uh, John Candy also uh, filmed all his stuff in one day. So it's he, like a they, bro. They shot all that stuff in one day? Well, when you think about it, he didn't have that many scenes. He only had the scene in the airport and then the stuff in the in the, the van. So. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it for the, the movie. I'm sure we could we could go on and on. We could do Home Alone Part 2, Gavin. We could do Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, Home Sweet Home Alone, and whatever the sequel to that will be. But we, <laughs> we're out of time. We are out of time. Um, I really enjoyed getting to watch Home Alone. I was going to watch it anyway. It, it's a tradition in my family uh, to watch the small child take down these burglars. And 
I really, I, I always find something new and fun that makes me laugh when watching Home Alone. Even if it's like subtle, weird stuff that you just notice in the background, it's, it's always a fun time. I've never had a bad time watching Home Alone. It's nice to just put on, it's, it's a comfort movie during the holidays. Just put on during the background, be on your phone, hang out with your family. It's a great background movie or one that you can pay attention to and always have a great time. One time I did have a bad experience because I had it on in the background while my parents were getting divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a real story? No, that's not true. I was like, uh, what? I was like, Jesus. (laughs) I just turned it up. Uh, (laughs) You just turned turned it up. And the line was, look what you did, you little jerk. jerk. And you're like, oh, no, it is my fault. They're getting divorced because of me. (laughs) Uncle Frank knows. (laughs) and Nobody else is telling me. Home Alone is one of those weird things because I don't know, you know, going forward, maybe, you know, five years ago to the future that we're all going to have, like, not necessarily a shared experience at the same time. But for the most part, most humans, I think, in the United States, you could be like, you know, it's like Home Alone. Mm -hmm. Like, because there's so many streaming things and I don't, you know, I don't think we all watch the same things at the same time anymore, but especially holiday based stuff, you could at least we could all kind of get all the same references. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have that going forward. That is true, because, yeah, everything is so varied now, like people at work were talking about like some show that they're watching on Netflix that I had never heard of. So they were mm-hmm. like referencing that. I didn't know what that was, but we're not having like these shared experiences anymore where we're all going to the theater, the one theater in town to watch the one big movie during the holidays. You have all the kinds of uh, different Christmas movies coming out on Disney plus or on Netflix or the Christmas Prince or home, just all these movies. But we are really getting past the, the, the golden age of like, Oh yeah, we all get together and watch Home Alone. And you're and you or somebody, you know, be like, Oh yeah, I love Home Alone. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. One thing that's great about Home Alone too is it, it can't get canceled for anything everything holds up like there's nothing objectionable in the movie where they're like well now because you try to watch like some movies from the 90s you're like well this would never fly now and the woke police gotta cancel it home alone is somehow woke proof so that's good yeah it's always acceptable to uh hit a burglar in the face with a paint can <laughs> and that's i'm standing by that I stand by that. It is my American right <laughs> to hit a burglar with a bang hand. Uh, plug Gavin Loves Horror and let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Gavin Loves Horror is my YouTube channel. Got some uh, videos going up. I think I'm going to try to do, do some Christmas theme content uh, coming up here within the next week or so, but, which is all about all the time I have because before Christmas actually gets here. Uh, got some new content coming up. Just did a reaction trailer to the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which was a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of footage there but it's fun to like kind of break it down and realize Mm -hmm. how weird the texas chainsaw massacre timeline actually is we all give halloween crap but texas chainsaw massacre's timeline is also pretty terrible yeah Uh, and and he also wears people's faces on his face but the real problem is the timeline brent (laughs) the way the time happens but he he cuts people's faces off and then wears them it's the timeline i can't get the timelines (laughs) correct my bad you're right (laughs) it's not the chainsaw or the hammers it's the timeline uh so i've got that uh you can follow me on instagram at gavin horror you can also follow my just regular twitter and stuff at gavin eddings i'm on instagram and twitter and i have a facebook fan page if you want to hear my stand-up or see me do shows because i also perform stand-up not as much as uh the great brent your hewn um that's nobody baby it's just me me kevin hart 
Yeah, <laughs> those are the only two. You have the highest grossing comedian of all time, and also Kevin Hart. That's true. Boom, <laughs> got him. Suck it, Kevin Hart. I got you. I got you. Boom, roasted. Uh, but I, I do comedy. Stan, uh, Brent is one of my favorite people to perform with. Uh, so hopefully we we can do that again soon. Uh, but yeah, that's all my stuff. Just shotgunned at you at, <laughs> at one time. Well, go follow all that stuff because I'm sure you enjoyed Gavin on this episode. You're going to like his other stuff. Yeah, I really thank you for having me on so much. It's, it's, it's been really fun. I like talking to you about stuff. Well, I, I think that's just because we're good friends. So you like to hang out with your good friend, Gavin. Oh, well, thanks. That makes me that warms my heart this holiday season to hear you say and that. I, and now I we have think, a recording of it. I think it's growing three times the size. <laughs> Got that Grinch heart defect. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should go go see a cardiologist. I'm concerned about the Grinch. Well, this episode's over because of you, you little jerk. No, oh, I'm gonna go play with the micro machines. Cool. Bye. Bye.